Welcome back for another video. We've got an exciting video lined up for today. We mentioned in a previous video that FPL Review's points projections had just dropped. Using these numbers, Sertap Bilal from the FPL communities ran them through his optimization tool to identify the best differential team. He used the same tool last season to finish top 10k. The idea here is not to have a full squad of 15 differentials, but rather these are all valid players to consider chucking a couple of into your team. Think of it this way, you could go 100% template, which we previously did in a video. A very strong team, but due to the high ownership, the potential rank movement is reduced. On the one hand, you're protected against a big rank loss, but on the other hand, the potential to gain rank is reduced. A 100% differential team would be players of 0% ownership, which wouldn't work as it's too differential for the sake of it. There's a sweet spot in between, weighted 50-50, here's the team. In goals, Edison is just 13.7% owned despite keeping 20 clean sheets last season and winning the Golden Glove. Statistically, Man City were the best defence in the league last season in terms of expected goals conceded, big chances conceded and shots in the box conceded. 5.5 mil is a great price for a route into such a reliable defence with such great fixtures. The best time to wildcard should be around gaming 8 to gaming 12 so he fits perfectly into that strategy. Alexander-Arnold is the most popular defender with 55% ownership and Robertson comes in with less than a fifth of that ownership and 0.5 mil cheaper. To play devil's advocate, last season Trent had 6.5 points per match, Robertson 6.4 points per match. On top of that, in the second half of last season Trent scored 82 points and Robertson scored 117, a 35 point disparity. Trent's underlying numbers were far better over the season however, so perhaps some underperformance on his side and overperformance on Robertson's. Food for thought though. Laporte's another top class pick and only 5.2% owned. In my eyes he's a serious alternative to 46% owned Cancelo and he saves you 1 mil. Pep loves to play a left footed player and left centre back and vice versa in right centre back. Laporte and Ake are the two left footed centre backs but Laporte is first choice and Ake's being linked with a move away. City's fixtures are so good that the double up looks like a great differential in itself. Dinya sits at just 3.9% ownership with four reasonable fixtures against Bournemouth, Everton, Crystal Palace and West Ham. It was a troll at times last season but you can understand exactly why the optimization tool has selected him. He's an attacking fullback and he takes some set pieces which is a rarity among defenders. Last season he took 60 corners and even 4 direct shots from free kicks. Arsenal's fixtures are too good to overlook and Tierney comes in at just 4.6% ownership while most of us have Tommy Asu or White. He plays the same position as Dinho and he's a very attacking fullback. The risk with Tierney is that he stays injury free. Last season alone he missed games with an ankle problem and then later on knee injury requiring surgery. I feel he's been very overlooked though as we've got the wildcard in the pocket and unlimited transfers when the World Cup rolls around so there are opportunities to take these sorts of punts. Onto the first premium in the team and it's Kevin De Bruyne. He's got less than a quarter of Haaland's ownership. He was breathtaking last season. In 30 appearances he scored 15 times at a rate of every other game on average and 8 assists. No player picked up more bonus points than the Belgian. Only Bruno Fernandes created more than his 87 chances with 88 but Bruno played a thousand more minutes of football. It would honestly not surprise me in the slightest if De Bruyne outscores Haaland but for many the decision simply comes down to having a premium forward for more flexibility. If this video has been useful to you so far, consider subscribing to support the channel and for future content this season. 8 mil is a very fair price for Saka, but his ownership has dipped since the Jesus signed him. 179 points last season was an impressive total, which Jesus has never reached in his six seasons at City. He did of course play less minutes during his City tenure, but the gap in their ownership is almost 40%, which could certainly be something to take advantage of. He was comfortably Arsenal's top scoring player last season, and he'll only get better. 
Mount also came in at 8 mil and just 9% owned. 5.3 points per match last season, which was higher than Luis Diaz, Foden, Saka and Mahrez. His FPL points totals have improved season on season since his debut and there's no reason why this doesn't continue this time round. His 152 minutes per expected goal involvement was also better than Saka, Bowen and De Bruyne. Kane has the armband in a differential team with the highest projection for Gimmick 1. He's on penalty duties and his underlying numbers were seriously impressive last season. Interestingly, last season's FPL champion Jamie Piggott is a big advocate of Kane and he said he'd be going to Gimmick 1 with him. Kane's expected goal involvement doubled from 0.54 to 1.08 under Conte. The only off-putting thing about Kane is that at times he played the 10 role feeding the chances to Son who converted them. Jimenez is an interesting one. You can understand the optimization tool selection. He comes in at 7 mil and just 2.5% owned with some of the best opening fixtures. The concern with Wolves is they were extremely poor offensively last season and I need to improve on this significantly. Jimenez hasn't looked quite the same player since returning from his serious injury either. An interesting pick nonetheless considering how few forward options there are. Solanke is another interesting one too. Bournemouth's opening fixtures are poor after Gimmick 1 but he's nailed on penalty kicks and cheap relative to his alternatives. The tool has selected a bench which can rotate in for him in his tougher games too. We'll be hoping he does become an option because the lack of budget forwards has led to many of us running a front two of Haaland and Jesus. On the bench is Kalea, Doherty, McAllister and Pereira. Kalea is 100% on the void, he takes up a valuable Liverpool spot and Alisson is first choice. Doherty is a really interesting one, he was an explosive bargain last season and he comes in at 5 mil. He missed the end of last season through injury, so if he's back in time for pre-season and game week 1 he could still be an option. The other factor is that Spurs are reportedly in for Jed Spence who could displace Doherty if they sign him. McAllister is one name I'd completely overlooked. He started 20 of the final 22 games last season, though his attacking numbers left a lot to be desired. 5 goals and 2 assists over the season, but he had an expected goal involvement of 9.43, so perhaps one to keep on the watch list. Pereira is of course the best 4.5 mil mid in the game currently, so a no-brainer and still around 17% owned. And that completes the differential team. Again, the idea was not to go into Gemic 1 for a full squad of differentials, but it is clear that there's tons of opportunities to break away from the template. At the end of the day, points are what matter, but if you pick your battles, it's sometimes a game of betting against the field at times. Hit subscribe for loads more content to come this season. Thanks for watching. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.